Oh, come on, praise the Lord. Okay, there's something special about today. Rick, give me a little more volume. There's something special about today. Look to your neighbor and say special. You know what I love? That's too much volume. You know what I love about days like today, honestly, with all my heart? You know, I, I, I resolved in my heart that I wouldn't be affected by numbers. But that folks that wanted to come worship God would come on a day like today. Isn't, isn't that awesome? That everyone who's here wants to be here. They want to worship God. They want to love God today. Amen? I want you to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 8. Look at verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Anybody ready for a word today? If you weren't here Friday night, this is sort of a continuation of that. And I want you to get that CD if you don't have it. If you weren't able to make it, be blessed. Amen. It's free. Pass it on to somebody else. Genesis 8, 22. And while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. I'll read it one more time. And while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. I want you to say not cease. As we slip into this new year, the Lord has placed upon my heart that this church, we're going to see a tremendous amount of growth. God, I got one or two that are excited. I want you just to grab somebody and say, we're going to pray really quick. I feel the Holy Ghost in here, and I want you to receive this word. Dear Heavenly Father, we enter into your presence, and we just thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in our midst. Lord, as we enter into this new year, this new calendar year, Father, bless us. Let your spirit rest on us. Let your spirit open our hearts even now that your word might proceed and be deposited into the good soils of our heart. God, we're here not because we had to be. We're here not because somebody made us come. But today we have the real people, God, who want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Be magnified. Be glorified. And speak a fruit into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Just keep playing something soft, Steve. I won't be long before you, but I have a brief but very powerful word. If you're taking notes, you want to put down, I'm going to maximize my seasons. You know, as Christians, we go forth, and every new year, we proclaim a new season. I came to tell you today, there's no new season coming. Nobody's happy about that? There's no new season coming. There's only four seasons, and God is the God of order. There's only four seasons coming. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Could you imagine if they decided to usher in a new season? We're going to call it like Fincher or something, or we're going to call it uh, Spummer or something. Could you imagine the disorder there would be? It's bad enough we have daylight savings time. God says, as long as there is the earth, there are only going to be four seasons. I rebuke that new season you're waiting for. It's time you maximize the season you have right now. 
truth be told, we're waiting a new season rather than a perspective that's new on the season we don't appreciate. How about we appreciate the thing that God has given us and stop calling on those things that are not that will never be? You follow me so far? Look to your neighbor and say, there's no new season coming. We don't need a new season. We need a better outlook on what lies ahead of us rather than waiting for what might never come. Seasons are a powerful force in your life. Seasons in the natural affect the activities you do on a daily basis. They affect the foods you crave, the clothes you wear. Quite often, the mood you're in is affected by the season. The season dictates the trends of society, of politics, that dictate how we prepare for the day, how we dress. It impacts our finances, what we're going to spend when we save. Seasons have a ton to do with everything, and in the spirit, it's no different. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 the, uh, King Solomon writes there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven I know many folks would like to tell you you can call on God he'll give you a new season just yell out to him and God's going to bless you and, and although God does bless you and God will he's not going to just sit there and usher you in a blessing he's going to wait till you're in season and anybody hearing this? This might not be the most popular day of mine. It might not be that you're gung-ho about this. But every time you call on heaven for, for uh, something, a car, a house, a wife, have you gotten it? No. You wait on God's time, God's season. Just as the natural and the spiritual, we experience this winter, the spring, the summer, the fall, in virtually every element of our lives, ministry, marriage, spiritual growth, business, finances, relationships. These aspects of the life will experience seasons similar to what we face even right now. Winter time. We're here right now in winter. We're in a spiritual winter right now. Somebody say spiritual winter. It's a time of discomfort. A time to get warm and intimate with God. Somebody say amen. A time to rest physically and to exist on what has been stored from the previous harvest. It's a time of gaining direction for planting and for direction in the upcoming seasons to overcome in the spirit. It's a season to glean from the past mistakes, to repair and to prepare from the coming season. We're in a winter right now. It may, be, it may be a new year, but don't change the game plan now. You're mid-season. To heck with your New Year's resolution. Stay with the game plan. Draw close to God. That does not change. Prepare for spring. Prepare for the things that God wants to do. That does not change. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't change. In the wintertime, we go through the cold patches, but we must live our life off the excess of what we learned during the summer and during the fall, during the times of harvest. Springtime is a time of planting activity, a time of work and effort to carry out the instructions that win souls and that grow churches that we gain in the wintertime from the Lord. Springtime is a time of great and physical energy. A time that great energy is required to plant, to plow all the things, to do all the things that God has begun to initiate in your life. You following me so far? I just want to spend some time talking to you about seasons today. It's time where in the spring when you hit the streets, begin to minister and evangelize to the best of your abilities, and you drop seeds all over the city in an effort to collect a harvest of souls in the fall. Summer is a time of watering, praying, Weeding, getting the things out of your life that don't belong there, doing warfare in the spirit. You want to you wanna check over the freshly planted souls in your life, the crops that God has given you, the blessings, the finances. Summertime is the time to manage all the things God is producing in your life. Amen? A 
time for much watering, much seeking of God, much prayer, much fasting in the summertime. That's not what the world says. The world says do what you want, vacation, rest all you want. But in the spirit, the Bible instructs us during the time before harvest that we should water, we should manage, we should plant. You hear it today? It is also in the time of summer that we begin to see the first evidence of what we planted in the spring. The first stalk, then the ear, then the full kernel of the corn. It comes piece by piece, but yet we as Christians desire God to skip seasons for us. We want to see the corn sprout up immediately because God's a God of miracles. But God's a God of order more than miracles. Fall is a time of harvest, a time where the physical evidence of all our hard work during the previous seasons arrives. And you're able to, 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 to go to the fields and collect that which is yours. A time of thanksgiving, a time of refreshing, a time of storing for the winter and for what is to come and a preparation to start everything all over again. And then back to winter for your time to draw close to God. You know, I believe the greatest problem with Christians nowadays is that we can't do what God instructs us. We can't rest in him in the wintertime because we spent so much time for ourselves during the summer and the harvest that we have nothing in the excess and we're running on empty by wintertime. And some of us stand before us right now, oh, I need a fresh touch from God. I need this. I need that. And the reason is because you have no excess in your storehouse. It is empty. Your storehouse is empty. Your anointing is all poured out. You've given up many things. You're living a double standard life. You're saying, you know what? I tried this. I tried that. I love God. I haven't given him everything. But now I need a fresh anointing, Minister Bible, because I have nothing else in me. I have nothing else left to give. It's the end of the year, and I feel like it's the end of something big. I feel drained. I feel wasted. I'm tired. I'm emotionally distraught. I'm all types of things. And right now, you should be resting in the intimacy of God. But the devil has got you bamboozled into feeling all types of just sick to your spirit. But do I have a witness today? Tired, wary. The book of Psalms says this in Psalms 145, verse 15. I know most of us don't read that far in Psalms 145, but verse 15. The eyes of all, somebody say all, wait upon thee, speaking to God. And thou givest them their meat in due season. Somebody say due season. Not when they wanted it, not when they feel they can't wait anymore, but when he, God, deems it the right season. Tell your neighbor, stay in season. <coughs> Don't make the mistakes of trying to skip a season, get out of season. Or worse, be waiting on a new season that will never come in your life. You will reap what you sow. You, reap, you sow sin, you'll reap sin. You sow prayer, you'll reap strength. Get what I'm saying? You sow intimacy with God, you will reap a strong foundation of a relationship with Jesus Christ. You sow double-mindedness and negativity, you will reap it in your life. You will reap death in your life, death in your finances, in your relationships, in your love towards God with a doubtful mind. Gone must be the days of over-spiritual mindsets of this proverbial new season that has been raised by the church mentality. But take on a kingdom mentality and embrace it that God is working in order. There's only four seasons. I'm in my winter right now. It may be a new year, but I rebuke it right now. I'm going to work in the same old season I am in. I will not be fooled. It is winter. I need to draw close to God. I need to draw close to his presence. I need to get in there right now. I need to get at the feet of the master. I got to touch his garment. Whatever I got to do, Lord, let me do it now because it is the time that I must draw close to you. If not, I will have no seed to plant in the spring. And the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. He will give you the seed if you are desiring to be a sower. 
heard our friend come here and he said, God gives seed to the sower, not the hoarder. Begin to get in all the, the, the intimacy with God that you can get right now. Embrace that kingdom mentality. God is working in seasons. Tell your neighbor, God's working in seasons. Forget the New Year's resolutions. Forget the new year and recognize the season you are in is still in progress. The dates change, but that's about it. It's still Sunday. Tomorrow's going to be Monday. I guarantee you after that, it'll be Tuesday. I promise you. And then I guarantee Wednesday's coming. We've got to stop asking and begging for new things from the Lord and begin to use what he's given us now. If only I had more time. No, if only you could manage your time better. It's a time where we must prepare and seek the guidance of the Lord. Drawing closer. Why do you think we do a 21-day fast? It's not to starve you in the beginning of the year. It's not to save you money because you're broke from shopping at Christmas. No, it's to draw closer to God. I encourage you, engage in the fast. and Engage in it. You would draw closer to the Lord. That you would say, God, I'm going to have the faith that I need so that I can give you the first 21 days of my year that you might bless the rest of it. Lord, that you might bless the other 344 days. Lord, Lord, I give you 21 so you can bless the 344. If that's all it's going to take me, Lord, if that's all it'll take me, Lord, I'll do it. Isn't that a good bet? Just give him 21, he'll give you 344. I had a friend of mine maybe two days ago, three days ago. I was with Robert and I was with Jesenia. And this man said to me, you know, I just bought a business. I'm buying it tomorrow. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pay $54,000 for it. And I'm going to be part owner of this company. It's worth $1.2 million. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Because I know. <laughs> I told the guy the same thing. And I said, he said to me, well, all I do is I wake up every morning. I say, God, give me opportunities. Give me opportunities. It's kind of the same thing. That's not a bad deal. $54,000, $1.2 million. I mean, that's a no-brainer. It's kind of like 21 days, 344. It's a no-brainer. Don't be fooled. If we could suppress our appetites for 21 days. Adam lost the earth because he couldn't suppress his appetite. Jesus baptized. First thing he did, 40 days fast. David, son about to die, what did he do? Fast. Look throughout the Bible. Joel, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate the people. Draw fast. It's time to draw close to God. How many of you want more of God? We're entering into this fast, and I believe that God is going to burst something amazing from it. We shall see the goodness of the Lord in this place. We shall harvest souls from the east, the west, the north, the south. We shall have the provision of God. It's a season of prayer, intercession, to hear God's voice, to gather as a church and to unite in the, in the, in, in the aspects of prayer and fasting corporate prayer, corporate fasting. I'm excited tomorrow Monday night we're starting our new our new, uh, basically a worship prayer service. Live worship every Monday night from now on. Worshiping God, just having free worship, being able to pray and seek God. An opportunity just to come into his presence and say, Lord, I love you. Not, not what I need, Lord, here, this is my prayer list, I throw it away, Lord, give me your list to pray for. What do you want me to lift up? What do you have for me to do, God? A time where you can sit in his presence and have a dialogue and not a monologue with him. That you let him speak into your life rather than just you speak into his presence. As Solomon writes, don't walk into his presence bumbling and fumbling words, but take time to wonder what you're going to say to this king. 
Galatians 6, 9. I read it just the other day. Verse 9. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Say, neighbor, don't grow weary. For at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not faint. If you would not faint, the Bible says there's two requirements. One, don't grow weary. Don't lose your joy. Number two, don't give up. Don't faint. Just do not give up. You will be at the point of fainting, the point of giving up before your harvest comes. But if you do not give up and you stay faithful, God will give you that harvest. Tell your neighbor, don't give up now. You've come too far. Come on, you're giving up right now. The distance foolish is the, the finish line is right there. Your blessing is on the way. Just find rest in the Lord. Don't allow yourself to be upset for a lack. But rather realize God is in control. Acts 1-7. When you're feeling confused, read this. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Sometimes you're not going to recognize the season you're in. Sometimes you will be to the point where you don't realize you might be in a certain season. You have to ask God, God, help me to recognize where I'm at. Help me, Lord, to recognize. I realize there's four seasons. Help me to recognize where I'm at in my life, Lord. I need to know. Don't get upset. Don't get frustrated. He's God. It's under his authority. Somebody say amen. amen. The seasons are fixed by his authority, not your own. You cannot move them. God is not moved by you. He is sovereign, and the definition of the word sovereign is he is not affected, moved, or even merely worried about our opinions. That's what the word sovereign means, unaffected by your opinion. God is unaffected by how you feel, truth be told. He's sovereign. His will is supreme. Many are the plans of a man, but it is the ones of the Lord that prevail. Proverbs. Come on. We have to understand this. I am in God's season. I am in God's world. This is not my story. It is not my life. I am just an extra. I am just an extra. You're the center of your world and that is it because your world does not exist. You're living in God's world. If you can grab a hold of that, you won't feel so important. That'll take pride and throw it right out the door. I'm just an extra in God's big world. Psalms 1, verses 1 and 3. we got to trust God, amen? <clears throat> Great scripture here. You should really, really write this down. Put this in, I say, your pocket promise Bible. You can probably Facebook this one if you want. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And he, he meaning the person who meditates on God's word day and night, is like a tree planted by the stream of water, which yields its fruit in the season, and whose leaves do not wither. And whatever he does, it prospers. Blessed is the man. You want to be blessed? Don't listen to ungodly folks. You want to be blessed? Don't ask for counsel for ungodly people. You want to be blessed? Don't sit in the seat of mockers. Don't gossip. Don't, don't sit there and mock people. And don't be a judgmental person. Do you want to be blessed? Don't stand in the way of a sinner, meaning in the ways of a sinner. In the ways. Sometimes the ways are more important than the words. I know people who know God's words but can't recognize God's ways. 
And so if you would realize you might not talk like a sinner, but you're in the way of a sinner. Blessed is he who does not stand in the way of sinners. Blessed is he who does not stand like a sinner. But contrary, blessed is the man. Blessed is he who has God's word on his mind, on his heart, day and night. He delights, my God, he delights in God's word. And he, he, him who is faithful, him who is having God's word in his heart is like a tree planted by a stream of water. What does that mean? It means it shall never run out of sustenance. It shall never run out of nutrients. It shall never run out because it's by a stream. How many of you would like that everything you did just prospered? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Everything you did just like, wow. I invested five bucks, got back 50. It's crazy. Gave 10 bucks in the offering, walked home, got checked for 2,000. This is, this is crazy. Went to the dealership, got $8,000 for a busted car. That's crazy. Isn't that kind of nuts? But when you're walking in God's will, that's what happens. Wouldn't you like somebody to walk up to you and give you tons of stuff? Happens to me all the time. Walk in God's will. Walk in it. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of a sinner or sit in the seat of mockers. I think he wrote that for those smart people. Well, I'm not standing, I'm sitting. He covered them both. But his delight, somebody say delight, is in the law of the Lord. And his law he meditates on day and night. And he is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. Wouldn't you like that your seasons and your things do not wither? Wouldn't you love that your provisions, things in your home, your home would not wither? Wouldn't you love that your job doesn't wither? That it always has life flowing through? Wouldn't you love your clothes to not be all messed up all the time? Talk crazy, that's God talk. Because in the book of Exodus, the people of Israel never needed new clothes. God made their clothes not wither. Don't, wouldn't you like for them to, for the things you like to stop always starting great and then ending up just like, oh my God, this is a burden. I don't know what you're waiting on. But when you sit in God's counsel, and you eat the fruit of God, and you bear the fruit of the Spirit, financial breakthrough will come to your life. Whether it's physical healing, maybe the breakthrough... A breaking of an addiction, or you're asking God to help you in whatever capacity, forgiveness, whatever it is you need help with to operate in God is coming your way. If you do not walk in the seat of the ungodly, if you do not walk in their ways, it's gonna come your way, amen. Jim, if you don't if you don't walk in this in the counsel of the ungodly, God will bless you. I don't know if you get this. If you seek God and Yvonne, if you seek God in everything you do, you cannot help but be strong in Him. When the storm comes, you'll be able to stand strong. When you feel overwhelmed, you'll be able to rest in God. When you feel as if the ways of life will overcome you, and if you just remain in him in due season, your heart harvest is going to burst forward. This is very simple. If you want to be blessed, it doesn't tell you what to do. It tells you what not to do. Delight yourself. The Lord David declares one of the keys to being blessed this season is actually to be delighted in the Lord coming at the right time that we are to delight ourselves in the Lord. Webster's Dictionary defines the word delight in the following capacity. A high degree of pleasure or enjoyment. 
to be joyous, to be raptured. <laughs> to be raptured is to be delighted in God. To have such an ecstasy in your body. Fueled only by the word of God. Delight, you tell your neighbor, delight yourself in the Lord. To have joy unspeakable and full of glory. We should take great pleasure in the things of God. If you were delighted, how many are actually delighted when you open up your Bible and say, I get to read the words today. Or are you reading because you have to read and that's what a Christian should do? Don't you want to get back to that time where you love to open the Bible and find something out? Don't you want to get back to those days where you used to love coming to church? You used to love just seeking God's presence? Getting on your knees in prayer was a privilege rather than a, rather than a, a task? Don't you want to get back to the place where God meant more to you than anybody else in your life? Don't you want to get back to the place where God's will was worth more than somebody's friendship? Delight yourself in the Lord. You should not feel tired or weary when you're you're resting in his presence. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let the issues of the world come steal the joy that God has given you. Psalms 37, 44, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh my goodness, this is good. Just delight yourself in him. Be excited to serve him, excited to worship him. You know, we're all excited about summertime coming, springtime coming. Oh, we can't wait till summer comes. I'm going to go here on vacation. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Where is that same expectation, excitement for coming to God? That's delight. Aren't you delighted when the summer comes? I was delighted when I was able to go to DR in October. I could not wait for it. I could not wait. I was so excited, 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 excited. Why can't I be like that about God? Why can I not be delighted to open up the word every morning and, and not feel as if I have to do it? Did you feel like that? Remember when we went to DR, did you feel that we had to go? Were you excited? You hopped in the car four in the morning screaming at the top of your lungs. You were excited. I'm talking about a genuine excitement. Genuine love for God. Not forced, not provoked, not pushed, not fake. Genuine love for God. I can stand here and act as if waiting on God and doing all these things and being patient in every season is easy. But in reality, I understand it is hard. It is difficult. I understand the appeal to the world is so powerful. And I understand sometimes circumstances can overwhelm us. But if you fix your eyes on Jesus, I promise you, he'll never fail you. If you focus on him, he'll never fail you. I live this season with the knowledge that I will have a harvest. Every winter, I'm filled with this expectation for the spring and the summer. And now, I'm an expectation for God. We need that same expectation. This is your year to enter into the seasons of God. This is your year to sow the seeds and reap a harvest. Not only can God bless you, but he wants to. It may sound crazy. God wants to bless you. He does not want you to be sick, sad, broke, poor. He doesn't want you to contrary to common belief. God wants you to be prosperous. You're an ambassador for him. He doesn't want you looking crazy. The stuff you're going through is not God's will. Every good thing comes from the Lord. Don't blame every situation that's bad in your life on God. Look back and look at what decisions you made that got you to that place. Don't blame the Lord. Don't blame the devil because sometimes we do it all by ourselves. Oh, somebody say amen.
The devil made me do it. Just, I'm going to preach that next week. This is your year to enter into God's season. To live a blessed life by walking in the ways of the Lord. To live a blessed life simply, simply by having his word in your heart day and night. When Joshua took over the armies of the Lord, God gave him one command over and over. Be strong and of good courage. And meditate on my word day and night. God must have said it to him over and over and over again. I often wonder, God, why would you tell Joshua over and over to meditate on your word day and night, not, to not let those words depart from his mouth, to always be strong and courageous? Joshua was a warrior. He was always brave. He was always courageous. He was always speaking God's word. But God understood all that Joshua would come through. And sometimes we, we, we sit there and say, you know, God, you told me the same thing. I, I already know this stuff. God, I'm already familiar with this. I know these scriptures. I know, I know some of this stuff. I didn't want to hear this anymore. But God, I'm trying to reiterate to you because I see the battle you're going to go through. I see. I see your life from its end to its beginning. I told you, God walks up to Gideon, hiding under a tree for his dear life, or rather in a cave. And God walks up to him, this angel of the Lord, and says, you mighty warrior. You mighty warrior. Gideon must have felt mocked, but God's not mocking him. God saw him from his end to his beginning. God already saw him be a great man of God. God already saw him be a warrior. God already saw it all. So he walked into his now from his future and said, hey, you, you warrior, stand up for me. God walks up to you today and says, listen, awake. It's time that you awoke yourself. Draw close to me. It won't be easy. It won't always be fun. But I want to challenge you today. To recognize the season you are in. Look on with expectation towards the harvest and the sowing that will come in your life. Come on, stand with me. It may be a new year, but I'm mid-season. Come on, this is the hour of your visitation in this place. Come on, every head bowed and every eye closed. This is the hour of your visitation. Come on, begin to thank him right now. You made it this far, but there's a long road ahead. Don't be a great starter, but be a great finisher. <clears throat> you know, I don't even want to call you to the front, but I want to ask you today, if your prayer, your desire is to draw close to the Father, simply lift your hands and worship right now. Draw me close, closer than before. Come on, tell him, closer Sing it with all your heart. Tell them, draw me. me I want more of you today. Closer than before. I know it's your plan. Closer than he says to you, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Come on, that's right. Tell them, closer.
Lord, the season of drawing close to you. Lord, let us not look to starting new things when we haven't finished drawing close to you, God. God, let us not start a new thing, God, when I haven't finished this business I have with you, God. God, I want to seek you more than anything. Come on, do I have a witness today? God, I want you above all things, above relationships, above friendships, above my own pleasure, God. I just want you. I just want you. Say it. If that's your prayer, tell them, I just want you. I just want you, God. I want the season to be real, God. I want to come into your presence, God. I want to draw close to you, God. I want to see you, God. I want to see your goodness in my life. Tell them, draw me. I know you're here, God. I have plans to bless you. I have plans to multiply you. I have plans to multiply you. I have plans to enlarge your territory. I have plans. 
giant. Awaken right now. Awaken. Tell yourself right now. Awake. 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 Awaken me. Awaken me, God. Father, this is 
our prayer that you would awaken us. God, that you would rise up and take the seat of authority in my life. I don't want a new season, God. I want the most out of this season, God. I'm not going to give up on what I have now, God. I'm going to get the most out of it, God. Help me to see the blessings you have. Help us to open our eyes to what it is you have in front of us, God. To the harvest, God. Let them see what you have shown me, God. Let them see, God. Come on, touch my mouth. Let me see, Lord. Let me see it. Let me see the vision for my eyes. Let me see the vision for my life, God. Let me see it, God. I want to see it, Lord. Show me, God. Show me right now so that I don't lose faith, God. Lord, your word says, without vision, the people perish. So, Lord, show me the vision for my life right now. Tell them, Lord, show me right now. I don't want to perish. Show me now, God, what it is you have for me. Come on, once you have that vision, begin to thank God. When he shows you, thank him. Awaken us, 